Introducing Rabbitat Radio, an open forum bringing together artists from our community to yours to discuss music, food, film, and everything in between. My name is Iron Fist, and I'm the co-founder of Rabbitat. Our first episode features our very own Jay Chavez, who sat down with myself and Jake Kassman of the band Drunken Logic to discuss his upcoming EP, It's Only Temporary, out on March 12th on Rabbitat. In this episode, we discuss the role of using your voice for progress and how inspiration from Christopher Nolan and Phil Collins shaped this collaborative production effort. Let's dive in. You've lived in Boston and you lived in Cali. I mean, what's, what is it? East Coast or West Coast kind of feel, you know what I mean? West Coast is best coast. Hey, okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, I, I think um, when you grow up in California, there's something novel about the idea of seasons because you don't really have them. Okay, yeah, so for sure, there's, for sure. There's there's basically like summer and then there's kind of a fall, and but fall doesn't really get below 40 degrees and then you kind yeah. of, yeah. So I always liked the ideas of four seasons and then I spent nine years on the East Coast and decided that winter is highly overrated and I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't care for it. So, um, I, I would say kind of, I, I feel equally at home in SoCal and NorCal. So okay. I, I'd say that the whole state feels like home. So you would say, so those are definitely like places that you could see yourself just sticking to. For sure. Well, and, um, I am currently writing and kind of demoing the next Drug and Logic full length and the sound I, I, I want to make an L.A. rock record is kind of the idea. I want to do something in the Tom Petty, Warren Zevon vein. Oh, OK. Um, that's kind of a little. Yeah, that that, that has that sound and that feeling of of Southern California to it. So For sure. Do you think do you think those next. like uh, you mean, do you do you think you uh, you pull certain inspiration from from each place you were at, or do you kind of just, you mean, do you sit still on most, like you have like a set kind of thing that you do? So the the first track on, on the record is, is a good soul is hard to find. And that's just about like feeling like you're trapped in like a lab rat in a cage in a crappy Boston apartment. So that's pretty, exactly mean, that, how I felt living in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> you, mean, that's, you mean that's- For sure, <laughs> like I, you know, it, it's funny when I first moved out here, People would always say, like, you know, is they they would say like the housing's the the rent's about the same. Is is the better is the housing better in Boston or in or L.A.? And I say no, it's better in L.A. because the the price might be the same, but the floors are level. There's uh, there's there's no one living in your living room. That's um, hilarious. You know, yeah, like there's you know it, it's it's I don't much have to better. Fight out my here. way through some <laughs> snow. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I get it. Oh wow, that's funny. You mean. That's crazy. So you you brought up good soul. You mean your you mean and your lyrics. That's one thing I definitely wanted to talk about. You mean your your lyrics definitely they paint this this uh, this picture in your mind canvas. You know what I mean? And um, is that like something that you picked up and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna work on this so people can just get that in their mind? Yeah, I mean, I I think yes. I always listen to bands that like to tell stories, even if they're not folk per se. I think there are bands that, or artists that really have a point to what they're trying to say and, and the story or a theme or an image they're trying to depict. Um, I'd, al- I'd also say that I come from a long line of writers and but that all of the other writers in my family became lawyers. 
is the is the real difference. Um, became what? Lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah. You yeah. Mean, I've heard some crazy things. You know what I mean? People. You mean that's that's you breaking up? That's the the black sheep. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. You know, yeah, you know, well, you know, yeah, uh, definitely. But like my, you know, my uh, my brother works for the Department of Justice. Oh, wow. Um, but he wrote a novel in his spare time. Oh wow! Hey, and, really? Real quick. And my, yeah. So like, I, I, I there, there's people in. I have a lot of very kind of successful professional people in my family, but they all kind of have that other side to them too. Yeah. Oh wow! And That's really so. Cool. There's yeah, very highly literate family too. yeah so I, th- I think that contributed a lot to it that's awesome and you mean so dick you mean where does your where does same you know, I mean same same kind of uh question you mean like you mean inspiration you've moved and you've lived in all these places you mean you you lived in you mean europe you lived in germany you lived in spain and things like that you mean so it's like how, how does that make your you mean how do you how does that make you more developed as a musician and how you create you mean and get inspiration you know it's a really good question uh well, when I met Jake originally, we were, I was doing rap mainly. I was a hip hop like turntablist. And so in the time frame from when I met him to when I kind of went off and did all this stuff, I kind of discovered like electronic production and sound design, house and techno. I mean, Berlin will definitely give you an entire education and experience on like the world of the underground electronic scene. So that uh, makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) It it definitely had a huge inspiration like to me and like, and it just had a huge inspiration to my sounds. But when Jake wrote me about trying to do this project, I was really happy to try to do something different. I love making music for the dance floor and I love making, you know, dark techno and electronic, you know, techno music. I love that stuff. But I also am a rock musician. I grew up listening to Black Sabbath. Uh, I mean, Jaime gave me my very first, like, rock CD when we were kids. Uh, (laughs) What was was that CD? Ozzy, Diary of a Madman. I don't know that. It's his second album. And it was the album that I just I had all my CDs stolen when I was a kid. And I just, when I started playing bass, I I, I also play bass on this record. And so I'm playing yes, bass does. on the record. Oh, and, there you go. And, yeah. I, and, and I wanted to have, you know, like a bit of like the stuff I was influenced by. So a lot of the stuff is where I've been with all the electronic music. But a lot of the stuff that I've, you know, contributed to is my own experience as like a wannabe rock musician. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, man, that's, I mean, that's awesome. So, I mean, it, it's great when you have, you know, I mean, I mean, you guys have done so much and when you come together, like that creates such a, such a, you mean, I, I've heard it. It's a magic. It's great. You mean, but so, you mean, so I have to ask, and it's really funny because sometimes I mostly research and I, and it's cause I don't know, maybe sometimes I, it goes over my head, but I guess, I guess I don't read it enough, but drunken logic. What's the name? Tell me. It's a fucking great name, man. Honestly, I love it. I love the idea. You mean, but does it have like a specific feeling or you mean, is it related to something that you saw in music or you mean, what is it? The, uh, when I chose the name, it had no meaning whatsoever. Um, I was, I was sitting, (laughs) I was sitting in a pub near Mission Hill with pig in the name. I forget what it was called. Okay. And somebody said the phrase drunk man's logic and i was this was 
probably February or March of 2012, I was about to do the first ever show of my own material at a venue on Berkeley's campus called uh, the Red Room at 93, Cafe 939. Oh, classic. Um, and uh, I'd been searching. I had this running list in my phone of, um, of, of band names that I thought were cool. And then every time I Googled them, they were taken already. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah. drunk man's <laughs> logic, I kind of just toyed with that. That got shortened to drunken logic. I Googled it. It wasn't taken, and I didn't want to think about it anymore. That's, that's the short answer of why that name <laughs> okay. Um, okay. came to be. Okay. Um, very quickly, though, I kind of realized um, that a lot of my songs at first, and even now, too, are kind of are, are self-reflective and are about looking back at something you did six months ago, six weeks ago, maybe six days ago, and thinking, yeah. was I high when I did that? Why, <laughs> why yeah. did I think that? Why, yeah. What was my thought process? Right? It makes, it makes so much sense at the time. You're like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the, the, uh, the tagline for the band is songs that made sense at the time. That's, yeah, uh, see, yo, I mean, perfect. Yeah, you mean yeah, that? Yeah, so I, I, I like to say now I think the name is redundant. I think that uh, all, all logic seems drunken with hindsight if you give it enough time. <laughs> you mean so. that is great. I now, yeah. that, now that is a quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody marked that. <laughs> I got to I got to trademark that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that one for sure. But Drunken Logic, that's such a great such you know, a great uh, name. You you know the story behind Green Day's name? No. I do not. No. So they're they're on their first album, there is a song called Green Day. They were called something else at the time. I forget what. Um but it's a song about being high for 24 hours. It's a green day. It's a green day. What made uh, you know I mean this this project different from all your other ones, man? Like what what what's what's the I mean what makes this one tick? Um, it's so I mean we've covered a lot of how it, it sounds completely different than any other Drunken Logic record. I'd still say it sounds like a Drunken Logic record. It just definitely, at, at least at first listen, it's it's kind of. Shocking yeah. to hear where we end up going, <laughs> especially if you've heard uh, the rest of our stuff. You'd, well, you'd be sure. very surprised that this is the direction this record ends up going. Um, I think the other thing is that uh, it's the least conceptual thing I've ever put out in that the, the first two Drunken Logic records are largely biographical and chronological Okay. And, okay. And then the the third album, The Loudness Wars, is is in a lot of ways my version of American Idiot. It's it's a rock opera cool. about two characters in a very politically politically fraught situation in our country yeah. and trying to make sense of it all, and also trying to find empathy for people who disagree with you on a pretty profound level. It's hard um, sometimes. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh, don't do not get me started, man. You don't you don't want to check well, my Facebook activity log these last mean, week well, and a half. It's, it's been bad. That's really funny. I mean, that's funny that you say that because you mean I I think I honestly think it's very important to mention what you've done, your activism, your educational causes, what you've supported. I mean, everything you mean don't don't you mean it's it's a conversation that I feel needs to be had, but besides all that it's really important to talk what you do 
to make your voice heard. I mean, you've done you've done great things. You mean 30 days, 30 songs. You mean, uh, what is it? You've you created workshops for Second City and I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel that's very important. Do you want to, you mean, talk a little bit about that? So the, the last record we put out was called The Loudness Wars. And, and the, uh, the gist of it is that it's basically a character who's perhaps more of our generation and our political leanings, mm -hmm. switching off songs with somebody of perhaps our parents' generation and the opposite political leanings. Um, oh, for sure. And the way that record came into being was that I wrote... Um, a song called What a Beautiful Morning that uh, was supposed to kind of satire and satirize and lampoon conservative nostalgia for 1950s America. For sure. And we ended up making this really cool music video for it um, that uses entirely found footage. It's all public domain, 1950s PSAs, newsreels and cartoons, basically. Um, and we just use that to paint this visual picture of what the 1950s, what, what conservatives think the 1950s were like versus what the 1950s was actually like. For sure. And, yeah. and showing that contrast. And so we ended up getting to donate that song and that video to a project uh, that was started by the author Dave Eggers called 30 Days, 30 Songs. And uh, it was, you know, artists like Jimmy Eat World and Death Cab for Cutie and REM all donated songs. And all of the proceeds went to the Center for Popular Democracy, oh. which was really cool. Yeah, that's um, great. And then outside of that, yeah, I'm doing a lot of uh, education here in Los Angeles. I, I'm a music director at the Second City Hollywood, which is an improv theater, comedy theater. Um, and so we do some uh, comedy workshops for kids and adults online, even in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, um, great. I created a uh, songwriting course for middle school kids in public schools here that through a loud, uh, the loud program, which is a nonprofit that I've worked with. Oh, great. So I was doing that for the last year. Um, oh. and then on top of all that, uh, the project I was working on before the pandemic hit, um, was turning the loudness wars into a stage musical. Oh, and we, okay. And we'd raised $1,600 in less than a week to do that. Um, but then the minute the pandemic hit, it became very clear that ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, um, that's for we sure. ended up donating, we ended up donating all of that money to black voters matter ahead of the Georgia runoffs, uh, two weeks ago. Oh, great. So yeah, we've been doing a lot of work and I should also mention that Rabbitat did a, uh, fundraiser for BLM this summer and they've, they've definitely have their, uh, done their work too. For sure, they for sure have. Yeah, that's great. You I mean that's always something positive when you have, you I mean when you have when you have a voice, any voice. You I mean it's always good to always good to use it. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I, I'll uh, to to answer your previous question. Um, this is definitely the least political record okay. that Drunk oh, Logic's ever yeah. put out. Uh, at least in yeah, certainly in terms of content and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did not think of these four songs as being connected in any way, except for the fact that there is, and Nick and I talked a lot about this, but there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of loneliness uh, wrapped up in these songs. And that, I think, thematically connected the songs on the EP. Um, but also, 
I, I was very con- I and mean, we talked a lot about this too. I wanted to make an e- I, I'm I'm not a fan of making something that's about something until you've had a little bit of distance to reflect on it. Okay. So I, I very much did not want to write songs about the my experience in quarantine when we'd been in quarantine for only like a month and a half when we got started. <laughs> for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Let's the, sink the, in a the songs about quarantine are gonna come out in like two years. Those those are when the best songs <laughs> are gonna sure, come out yeah. about this experience. And so I, I wanted to make a, a record that reflected what we might be feeling right now, yeah. but wasn't explicitly about what we're going through. I think you're doing a great job about it. I mean. Oh, thank you. What is your recipe for a great song? I mean, do you have a certain thing that you do every time? I mean, is there something you do before? Is it like you get started? Is there... I mean, what what would you say in your mind is like, I have, like, these are the things that I need either to be, you mean, in a good mood or to just come out with this great song? Um, it's got to have a hook. And I, I define hook pretty broadly. That can be a lot of different things. Um, okay. Like, I, I think the last song on this EP, Nick, uh, I'll Follow My Shadow on the Wall. I think that song is really just a series of hooks interlap like just interwoven with each other and they just kind of one fades away and another comes in and it's like whether it's that that synth line that we worked on or the drum part that mike plays and and that's how i approached that song just on a little side note is because that was the song the first song i heard for this project when you sent me all these demos and i'm listening to the song and it's like every single word it's like so visceral so i was like when I wanted to work on this one, it's like you have every single thing just like hooking you. And so a lot of, a lot, I mean, it goes back into the like the word painting, the word imagery of the lyrics. For sure. Uh, so yes, I think it's got to have a hook. I think it's got to be honest. It's got, it's got to tell a, tr- a truth in some way. Uh, it doesn't have to be the truth. It doesn't have to be the only truth, but it has to explain a truth. Um, I like that. And and for it to be a drunken logic song, it's got to subvert your expectations. Okay, great. That's See, the, that's a great answer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's got to it's got to throw you a curveball at some point for sure. That's great. Wow. And Nick, what do you think? What's what's uh, what 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 would you say is a recipe for a great song? Well, as a producer, like as an artist, you know, it's maybe a little bit different. I mean, I am an artist as well, but I I look at it like as producing this record, I, I wanted to make the best drunken logic record that I could make. Like when I approached it, I, I wanted to make something that I would want to listen to as a fan of drunken logic. Like the stuff that I've heard, you know, I think it's just natural that like producers want to yeah. do that. So when I looked at it like that, I'm like, okay, what flavors do we want? A lot of it goes back to just getting into like the headspace of whatever artist you're working oh, with. Sure. I, I love, I mean, we put together playlists. You know, I watched movies like one of uh, Jake's favorite directors is Christopher Nolan. Shout out yeah, for C. Hey, Nolan. Yeah, you know. <laughs> have you have but, either uh, of you seen Tenet yet? I'm afraid to rent it because everybody says oh, they I've don't heard. understand what's happening. Yeah, me too. I, I that's I the not, that's yeah. one of the only ones yeah. I haven't seen from the man, and uh, I'm a little nervous because of this <laughs> controversial thing. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you know. But he has such a style, you know, with that. So that kind of stuff just helps, you know, and. And when you're producing another artist, I don't really care what anyone says, but a lot of it is pretend, you know, like when you're producing the artist, I'm trying to get into that space. Like if I'm, I'm trying to be an extension of 
especially with an art, someone like like Jake yeah. who is drunk in logic, I'm trying to get into the headspace of being, you know, Jake when I'm doing. I'm trying to be an extension of that sound of those lyrics because Jake he wrote those songs, but I I. I personally come from the philosophy that stuff is transmitted through you you know so you're like these ideas and and the feelings of the things he wrote even if they were years ago they reflect and I was working on them for the first time while everything was happening last year so you know like that stuff is in the forefront of my mind so even if we weren't making a record about what was going on last year we're definitely in the music because I'm I'm writing a lot of these songs in Los Angeles while all this stuff is going down. For sure. Well, and you know, the other, I, I guess it's not quite the same thing with uh, with this, but somebody who I listened to a lot on and really took a lot of inspiration for on this record was Phil Collins in Genesis. That's actually a really and, good point to say that because I listened to a lot of that stuff for this record, you know? Yeah. That, that's like we... Well, we, I mean, I, I straight up told you that the, I, I wanted... Phil Collins drums on I'll Follow My Shadow. Like that was, that was the sound. But like, particularly his, his, he is an astonishing vocalist. Yes. And, and does some real, I don't know if you're familiar with the song Mama by Genesis, but like some, some of the best vocal acting I've ever heard in a song, maybe ever. It's, and it, it's interesting to juxtapose that because we're working on a like that record is made with like a pretty big budget with time being able to yes. just like be in a studio together and like experiment. You know, that's like the old school way. And that the, was, the whole idea of getting to write a song in a studio. I don't know if any, anybody from our generation is ever going to get to do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like but we're working with the extreme limitation of being separated but still trying to find that like way. Yeah. And a lot of the synthesizers that I ended up using are those like exact synthesizers that are used on all, basically all the late seventies, early to mid eighties records, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. it all is reflective of, of that, you know? And I hear that for right. sure. See, that's, that's great. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I was talking about before. You have all these elements of different inspirations of backgrounds in this, and then they all come together and it creates this, you I mean, this delicious EP that you're coming out with, man. I can't. Oh, I, yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome. D delicious. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, delicious awesome. EP. Good word. I mean, I'm a chef, man. You mean I got to use my words. <laughs> <laughs> but you mean, um, honestly, guys, it's been great. If I could uh, just give a little cheers to you guys. Yeah, you mean, we got, yeah, you know, we got Nick Ziegler, Iron Fist, musician, producer, co-founder of Rabbitat Records. We got Jake Kassman, Drunken Logic. You know, his upcoming single, again, drops February 26th, lost in February, and his EP hitting uh, digital stores on March 12th. I take that to you, sir. Cheers. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Nick. This was a blast. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs>